You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back again to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm your host, John Christensen. And this week, I'm joined by a very special guest, Greg Steer. Greg is the founder and CEO of Dare to Share Ministries, an international ministry whose mission is to energize the church, to mobilize youth, to gospelize the world. He's all about equipping young people to share their faith. And Greg, in, in later episodes, we're going to talk more about the tools that you guys use. But I'd like to begin just today asking about your story, to let listeners get to know you a little bit. Uh, and having heard it before, I, I think it will be really encouraging and inspiring. And I, I think it really is a testimony of, of how God can, can use anyone. So would you share a little bit about your family and your background and, and how you came to know the Lord? Yeah, John, thanks so much for letting me be a part of this. Excited um, to share. You know, I love sharing, you know, my story. More importantly, I love sharing the gospel story because the gospel story totally transformed my story. And, uh, you know, my family um, was not a typical religious kind of family. Three of my uncles were competitive bodybuilders. The fourth one was a bouncer at the toughest bar in Denver. The Fifth one was a gold gloves boxer, judo champion, and war hero. Uh, I don't know what happened to me. I was at the bottom of the gene pool, but uh, my mom was the only girl in the group, and they were all afraid of her because my mom was like the woman at the well with a baseball bat. And there was a rage that simmered uh, right at you know right toward the top where my family was. There was this rage. Um, we were raised in the highest crime rate area of Denver. You know, every city's got a city within that city and we were right in the middle of it. Um, the Denver Mafia, the Small Dones had nicknamed my uncles the Crazy Brothers because you know my family was not organized crime, they're a very disorganized crime. Uh, they just loved to brawl and they you know, were raised in a, um, a, you know, just an intense part of our city. And uh, you know, my family was in a downward spiral. Uh, I was a scared little kid from North Denver, scared of my family, scared of my neighbors, because uh, it was just a lot of bloodshed. You know, I joke around about stuff now when I, you know, I preach, but it really traumatized me as a kid. I mean, I saw my mom just destroy a car with the baseball bat. Uh, in the car was a guy she had married that had left her and left us. She made the mistake of getting out of the car and she just lit him up. I mean, just, I saw so much blood. I mean, that was the worst beating I've ever seen. I was five years old and I saw, I've seen a lot of bloodshed in my life. Um, so my, I was just afraid. I never knew my biological father. My mom was a partier, you know, every Friday and Saturday night, she'd tell me and my brother, I'm going to the Shangri-La, which was a dance place that the mob frequented. She was going to find me a man. And, um, you know, she'd been married several times and, you know, been with a lot of men. Again, I, I never knew my biological father. And so in the midst of all this mayhem, a preacher from the deep South, whose nickname was Yankee, which sounds so weird, sounds made up, but it's true. He's actually, he's, he's on the radio. It's funny now. He's a old school, independent fundamentalist kind of guy. But uh, he told me the other day, he's like, I'm on the YouTube now. 30,000 views on his YouTube channel, which is crazy, you know, just old country preacher. But this guy was full of boldness, planted a church in the suburbs of Denver, 
and on a dare reached my toughest uncle, my uncle Jack, who'd been in and out of jail his whole life, once for choking two cops unconscious at the same time, who were trying to arrest him on assault charges. Um, Yankee went to his house, knocked on his door, and he said, I'm here on a dare from Bob Daly to tell you about Jesus. My uncle Jack dug like this. He looked like the Wolverine. He had big lamb chop sideburns. Um, you know, again, just a bodybuilder, uh, you know, arm wrestled for money. I mean, just a tough, tough guy. And Jack goes, well, uh, you know, Yankee goes, I'm here on a dare from Bob Daly to tell you about Jesus. Jack goes, I don't know Jesus. I know Bob. I'll give you five minutes. And in that five minutes, he laid out the gospel that, you know, God created him to be with him, that our sins separate us from God, that those sins could never be removed by good deeds, but that God sent his son Jesus into the world. And Jesus, you know, paid the price on the cross for our sin and rose again. And that everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And that life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. My uncle Jack had never heard the gospel put so simply. And Yankee said, does that make sense? And Jack said, hell yeah. That was his sinner's prayer was hell yeah. He trusted in Jesus. My Aunt Erlene trusted in Christ, Jack's wife. Eventually my Uncle Bob, my Uncle Dave, one by one, my uncles. I, was, I had the privilege of sharing the gospel with my own mom uh, who never thought God could forgive her because she had, you know, and I was, uh, because she had so much sin and shame. And finally, when I was 15, she put her faith in Christ after three years of sharing the gospel with her. And I learned how to share my faith because I went to Yankees Church and youth group, and they trained us and equipped us how to share the gospel. So my family was utterly transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I preach with a passion and intensity because I believe it's true. And I, I know it's true. I've seen what it can do. It, the gospel did what religion never could do, and that is change hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. And uh, it was it was awesome to behold as a kid. That is awesome, Greg. And I, I think about, too, you know, that a lot of people are probably being prompted by the Holy Spirit to share with people, maybe not by a dare like Yankee was, um, but maybe they feel inadequate or like God can't use them. How do you encourage people um, to step out into those uh, situations where like, yeah, talking to your Uncle Jack, like, no way would he ever believe the gospel. Um, how do you encourage people who, who do face uh, timidity and, God, man, God can't use me, inadequacy, things like that? Yeah, like Moses. You know, we look at Moses. God said, you know, I'm, I'm appearing to you. I'm going to send you to deliver the Israelites. And he's like, who am I? Right? And he says, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to be with you. And then Moses is like, well, who are you? He's like, I am who I am. Right? He's like, well, how am I going to do this? He goes, pick up your staff. I just infuse it with divine power, right? And he's like, just can you send somebody else? He goes, okay, I'll tell you what. Instead of killing you right now, I'm going to send your brother Aaron with you. He could do all the talking, so no more. Let's just go, right? You know, all these excuses. It just reminds me of you know people with evangelism. Well, who am I, right? It doesn't matter because God is with you, you know. And who are you? Well, I am who I am. I mean, the greatest force in the universe, the greatest being in the universe goes with us. And what's that power? You know, I don't, it's, it's the staff in our hands, it's the gospel. So I don't know how God infused divine power into a stick that Moses used to open the Red Sea up and congeal that water so that the Israelites could walk through on dry ground. I don't know how that works. That's above my pay grade. I don't know how 
God infused divine power into a stick that Moses used to, you know, stick in the Nile, strike the Nile and it turns to blood and all the, then all the plagues. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't need to know. I just need to pick up this, you know, from Moses, I just need to pick up the stick and do what God said. Well, I don't know how God infused divine power into a message that when it's spoken, it has power to blast somebody out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like a grenade. It's going to explode. You pull the pin. It doesn't matter if it's a Marine. A Marine is qualified to pull the pin and throw the, well, it doesn't matter if it's a 12 year old girl, pull the pin, throw the bomb, right? So I've used two analogies, that of a grenade and a stick and the probably spiritual one is Moses' staff, but it doesn't matter. Just go for it. You got everything you need and it's the power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And John, you know, it's interesting. I just finished a book. Uh, I got a book coming out in November called Unlikely Fighter. And it's, it's a memoir, which sounds weird coming out of my mouth because I'm only 55 years old. I'm writing a memoir, but it's really unique. It's of the 22 chapters, the first 21 happened before I turned 16. It's really about the power of the gospel unleashed in my family. So I got a whole chapter or two on my Uncle Jack, my Uncle Bob, my, my mom, you know, Yankee, and, and this youth ministry as a part. It's really about the power of the gospel to change lives. And so I'm excited about it. So Tyndale comes out in November, and I'm hoping it really encourages people with the power of the gospel. That's awesome. And I, I know you mentioned, too, uh, before that really it wasn't just you that really became fired up for evangelism. Your, your family was transformed. I know Jack, he was quite the evangelist. I remember you telling a story of him going into the LDS meeting one time and <laughs> converting the new converts. And... Driving on a Sunday morning, he's like, he gets what he called the itch. I got the itch. And before Christ, it was to fight somebody. And after Christ, it was to tell somebody about Christ. He's like, where's some lost people on a Sunday morning? He drives past a Mormon church. He goes, oh, they're in there. And he goes in, asks where the newcomer Sunday school class is, down the hallway to the right. He goes down the hallway to the right, 25 new Mormons getting trained in Mormonism. He raises his hand. He goes, I, go, I want to share my testimony. Well, they all think he's a new Mormon. So like, come on down, you know, and he stands up and lays the gospel out and nobody's going to stop him, you know, and uh, gives an invitation and 18 of the 25 new Mormons raise their hand to put their faith in Christ, the true and living Christ. So that's just, gonna, you know, it's, it's, again, a testament to the power of the gospel. He actually brought 250 people out to Yankees Church in one month after he came to Christ. Think about that. He brought them out to church, engaged them all in the gospel, got them to church. Because good news, you want to spread. You know, and this is the best news ever. That's awesome. And remind me again, this book that's coming out, the title? It's called Unlikely Fighter, through Tyndale. Unlikely fighters. Awesome. Well, we really encourage you who are listening to, to look for that. And I just know hearing other stories about uh, your family, Greg, it is encouraging and how God really does use those who are not qualified because we serve a qualified God. And he's the one who, who uh, does the work through us. And so you who are listening, you may not be driving past an LDS meeting today, but we do hope that you really internalize the principle that God can use anyone. 
by the way, John, I don't recommend that anybody does that. Oh, really? That's not that's not your recommended strategy. I think since that time, LDS probably um, enacted a tackle and taste protocol for it. <laughs> the Uncle Jack procedure. That's right. That's right. But we really do hope that however the Lord is uh, giving you opportunity and encouraging you um, to go and take that step. And don't let inadequacy or fear stop you, because we serve a, a God who is greater than these, than these things. Well, next episode, Greg uh, will be with us again, and we'll be talking about growing in a love for the lost and having a heart like Christ had for those who don't know him. So we hope you'll join Greg and I next time. But until then, keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.